Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question. This podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. We provide content to help you become the man you want to be. My name is Brent and I am the Fallible Man. And today we're talking to my friend Ophir Deary. Ophir is an entrepreneur, a husband, a father, a guitarist, a foodie, and he makes the best hot sauce known to man. Ophir, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Now, man, it is, I, I'm really excited to actually do this because we've talked about it off and on, but you have given me like more business advice uh, since I started doing this, right? I, I've always been, it's been awesome to be able to drop by and just talk business with you because I don't have a lot of friends who do business and that's been very beneficial to me. So I'm grateful for that. But it's also cool because I met you almost 15 years ago now and I've watched you grow not only one business, but grow and develop a second business on the side that's now become a very successful thing as well. So before we get into all that, we're going to get into all that guys. And I promise you, I will have links for the hot sauce because man, you got to have it. Uh, whatever cameras we're looking into right now, I have it everywhere, guys. We, we, we have the hot sauce. The ghost peppers in the fridge. I, I broke the cap so I don't get it out of the fridge. Just have to use it. But before we dig in, I don't do huge introductions. You've listened to the podcast before. Tell me, who is Ophir Deary? Who is Ophir Deary? Well, I never actually, I was, I, was, I was never really a businessman, entrepreneur. I was mostly artistic and, you know, a musician. And uh, we moved to Quincy, and that's when uh, things changed, you know. Uh, that's when I became a businessman or an entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, it's, uh, I don't really see it as a business. I see it as having fun, you know, you know, because if, if I start looking at it like a business, then I can, I can't be creative. You know, I can't create anything, you know? Yeah. I want to get to the root. Who is Ophir? At home, outside the business, who is Ophir? Well, it kind of depends who you ask, but uh, I mean, I grew up in, in, in Tijuana, Mexico, right at the border. And then, then I moved to San Diego. So it's kind of, I have both cultures going on, you know, but um, I don't know. I guess I, I think in Spanish and I speak Spanish at home, you know, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's uh that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I got some easier ones along the way. So, Ophir, I hear all kinds of people make all the excuses, right? Oh, I see people, man, I wish I could start a business or I wish I could get in shape, but I'm too busy or, you know, I work so many hours here or I got the kids demanding this. They just don't have the time, right? You have two physical locations with one business. Now, let me ask, did you start that one and bring your family into it, or was it a family business and you just run points on parts of it? It was actually a bakery before all of this. And before all of that, we used to sell clothes at the Swami in San Diego. So, I mean, it's not like I wanted to do it. Our parents made us 
go sell, you know, work. But uh, uh, we had a bakery, a Mexican bakery. And then that got, you know, we wanted to expand. So then we opened up this Mexican meat market, you know. And it was a little location. And then, you know, we wanted, obviously, to make it bigger and expand. So that's when we, we made it bigger. Actually, I, I did that with my dad and, and mom. And then I also have three brothers, and they, they all moved to uh, Quincy and helped us build this, you know. And um, about 15 years into this central market, we opened up uh, Plaza Wenatchee in Wenatchee. And then sometime later, just we started this house house thing. And it was mostly to, you know, to uh, expand out of Quincy because Quincy is a little town. You know, it's a small place where yeah. hardly anything happens, you know. So I kind of wanted to go other places and, and, and share food with people, you know, and that's just in Quincy, you know, in the summer, you know. So you guys built that and then you had your own band for quite a while. You're a father you're a husband and then you built out of, you, you decided you wanted more. And so you started building your own hot sauce company that is truly, uh, I've, I've been able to firsthand watch a lot of that grow yeah. as, as you built that and just loved watching you do it. And I've gotten to taste test some incredible batches of hot sauce guys and get to cheer him on as he went. But now I, I mean, I, I see your post and you're distributing, you got, Hot sauce in California, yeah, and all over the place. One place, <laughs> but hey, you know what? That's one place more than a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. So you've done all this. Do you have a superpower or just naturally talented? Well, it's like uh, you know, when you're always constantly thinking of doing this and doing that. It's kind of like more like I got to hold back and just do this. Okay, I'm only gonna do music and I'm only gonna do food. You know. Because if you let me go, I'll start more things, you know. I got more ideas for more stuff. So I I had to kind of get a control of the situation and just stick to to music and hassas. And lately, it's been hassas. But what about all those people who say it's just not possible to do more or to chase their dreams, right? I work too many hours. My My, my wife needs me home. What I do is I include my wife and I include my kids in, 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 in what I do, you know. For example, my daughter uh, helps me with social media and, and making posts for, for the house house. A little bit, you know, she's 13. My wife helps me write, you know. That's, so, you know, when we're doing something together, kind of, we don't have to spend time together. We're doing something together, you know what I mean? So, and then my boy also helps me with, with cartoons and with, Curative stuff too, you know, but um, I don't know. Instead of, you know, I, I like to spend time with my kids and my wife. So we just, when we distribute, when we go to a place, to a store to, to take houses, we make a family trip out of it. So let's say we're going to Spokane. So, okay, we're going to deliver houses to these three, four places. And at the same time, we're going to, you know, go to the mall, or go eat or, or something with the family, you know. It's just the way we do it, you know? <laughs> no, no, I'm loving it, man. It's a, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do do right now, my wife is doing the engineering on the podcast in the background, and Sarah helps me with that part of it. Uh, and I've got my kids starting to design T-shirts. They aren't designing my stuff. They're only designing their own stuff so far. That's pretty nice, because if, if you were doing this by yourself, 
Mm-hmm. Then you have to, okay, I need this time for me to do this. And then they'll be over there, you know? Right. But no, they're included in this. So it's a, it's a, it, everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, it's like you're spending time with them. So then it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's good for everybody, you know? The kids are learning something. It's just, it unites everybody, you know? And that's what you want. Absolutely. So what's your favorite ice cream? Ice cream, pistachio. Pistachio. <laughs> Okay. Pistachio in mint. I've got my I've got my running list, so it's keeping track. One of these days I'm just gonna that's gonna be my like my first famous book. The I preferred ice cream of all the people I've interviewed. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> it, it throws off a lot of people unless they've caught the podcast enough times and they're like, Why are you asking about ice cream? Man, it's universal. Like I I know lactose intolerant <laughs> people who love ice cream. Right, so it's something we can all get behind. So, what what's the drive? You said if you didn't focus down on one thing or, or like really put yourself down to I'm gonna do this, you would just keep going. What what drives you to want to create more? Okay, you're not the first person to ask me that question. I had a somebody said that was she was looking at my Instagram for uh, the store, the central market, and the hot sauce and. And then my personal account, she's looking at other things I was doing. Yo, that's a, lot, that's a lot of energy, you know? And I go, well, there's some things that you want to do that if you don't do them, they just eat you up. You know, it's like, you know, you got, you know, you wake up and you want to do this, you know, you want to do something, you know? And if you don't do it, you start thinking about it and stressing over it. And then it's, you know, sometimes it's just better just go for it and just go do it, you know? So that's what happened. With the hustles, it was more like a, you know, like a fun thing to do. It wasn't really, oh, we're going to make money this way. and You know, it's, it's, it was mostly, you know, we want a hustle at home that we made, you know, taste the way we wanted. So that's why we made it, you know. And then people started liking it and people, you know, our friends wanted it. So, okay, we'll make some more. But it's... um. I don't know. I'm constantly, it's just, I don't know. It's, maybe it's the type of person I am. I don't know what it is. You know, it's, you just, there's something eating you up inside that you you want to do this. You know, you want to play guitar or you want to go somewhere or you want to do something, you know. And I don't know. I just decided just go do it. Go do it instead of thinking about it, you know. I think most people have a passion somewhere, right? So, somewhere that just, it's there, always in the back of their mind. It's just very few people are are bold enough to go after it. I think. Well, I think it's a it's a what's the word I'm looking for? A disservice if you get inspiration to do something, you know, or help somebody, whatever it is, you get inspired to do something, and you have a talent or a gift for, or, or you you got the brains to do something and you don't do it. Um. I think that's terrible. I think that's, you know, if if there's something really that you really feel in your heart that you, you like to do, I mean, you know, and where does it come from? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's God. And it's, I don't know. But, you know, expiration hits and you got to reply. You got to be there. You got to go for it. You know, you got to make it happen. I think it, people find it a bold choice to chase their dreams. It's uh, it's easier to just 
kind of settle right into into what's comfortable, what's safe. I know I got fired from a job years ago, right? Like, I want to say two and a half, three years after Sarah and I got married, I got fired from a job. And when he let me go, you know, I was I'm sitting there going, it's like this is the first time I've ever been fired. I'm like, what am I going to tell my wife? And at the same time, I thought, man, like I felt better. And I looked at him like, Relief. thank you. He's like, I'm, uh, I said, you know, I would have stayed here and just stayed here and, and stayed here because it was safe and it was constant. But like, I hated being there. I hated being there. I think it's just easier to find that comfortable job. It's like, okay, we know this is reliable. We know this is, but I mean, you can chase your dreams without giving up your full-time income. Well, see, you reminded me of something that happened. Um, there's this place in Seattle that's a really fancy store. They've been there since the 1900s. And I, I look up to this place, you know, like, man, I wish I could have my sauce in there, you know. But I go, they're probably going to reject me. It's not going to happen, you know. So then what I did, I went over a couple of blocks, and it was a little tiny place that, oh, they're going to probably buy it there, you know. They're nobody, you know. So I left samples and everything. They never called me back. And the other place where I thought they were going to reject me, I just left stickers in my business card. And they actually, they're the ones that wrote to me, you know, wrote, they wrote me an email asking for the product, you know. So then I learned a big lesson, you know, whatever it is you're afraid of, you got to go, for, you got to kill that feeling of being afraid of something, you know. So whenever I see a place that I got I to gotta go to this market and I got to offer my product, oh, that's scary, you know. You go there and you gotta ask for the manager, and then they're looking at you. What do you want? You know, you're wasting our time, and it's kind of stressful. And and then, but that feeling, I just feel like I gotta go and kill that. You know, what is it that's that's scary? That's uncomfortable. That okay? That's what I gotta do. You know, like it. Yeah, and then what happens is like you know, there's a saying. You know, how much how much time should you should you be in the dark? Till you can see in the dark, <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, I got to go to this store, a big store, you know, and they're, you know, they have all these requirements and they're really strict and this and that. And I'm, oh man, you know, they're going to like my product. They're going to reject me, you know? And, and you'd be surprised if you go and they actually say yes. And you were thinking they were going to say no all this time, you know? So uh, now... Every time I wake up in the morning, there's something mascara of a big store or a, okay, that's who I, that's who I gotta call, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you work with your family at the Central Market and Plaza de Wenatchee. How do you, what do y'all call it? Plaza Wenatchee. Plaza Wenatchee. So I know you go back and forth between the stores and kind of handle the administrative side of the business a lot. Well, and actually, I'm over in um, Quincy. Okay. There's two brothers in Quincy and two brothers in Wenatchee. Okay. Uh, how is that working that closely with your family? I mean, you, you've already said you enjoy working with your immediate family. Does that extend all the way through? or It's not easy. I can't, I can't be honest. It's not easy, you know, because it's hard to separate business and, and family and then family and businesses. And you get together for Christmas and you want to talk about, <laughs> you know, business. So that's that's not easy. But 
and it's also not easy because you are you have a it, I think to run a business you gotta have a strong personality you gotta be a, a driver you gotta be you, know, you gotta take no crap for nobody you know and when your brothers are the same way then it's hard you know because it's like you got four lions and and the old alpha lions and then what you're gonna do you know you gotta you gotta be able to give everybody the spaces you know but trust me it's not easy but it's a lot of fun because you know you i don't know you just you get to do things that you just when you're united and, and you don't let nothing get between us is you are you're pretty powerful you know because it's you know it's like you have a a partner and that partner is a family member so it goes you know it unites you you know so with multiple business locations, and now you're selling your hot sauce online, you're selling it uh, in multiple places distributed, right? Physical locations. Yes. Uh, I love seeing the announcements on Instagram. Hey, you can now get Guillermo y Maria hot sauce here. Yes, another place, right? The expanded business. And I know you've been expanding that. We were talking about it before the show. Uh, you're expanding your production on that as well, which is awesome. With all that going on, and pre-COVID, you played in a band, and I, I know you enjoy doing that. Then you got your kids and your wife. How, how do you keep up with everything? How do you balance? Well, when the, when the kids were small, I was still music when they went to bed. <laughs> you know? Uh, when they go to school, when I have time, when they're in school, when they're busy, that's when I kind of... You know, that's why I'm being creative. When, I don't know, right, in this day and age, you got iPads, you got phones, you just, it's a lot easier to, you're driving somewhere, you, you're you doing business on the, on the tablet or whatever, you know? I mean, I mean, it, I think it looks, I don't know, it kind of looks like, like it's, how do you do it? But um, that's a hard question. I mean, you just do it, you know? It's like, you find spaces. You, you can't, you can't be like, you know, you got to do it when, okay, whenever you got to do something, okay, as a business person, you got to handle every and all tasks. Every and all tasks need to be done. You got to just, you got to accomplish any tasks that come to you. So when you're handling customers, making food for, you know, for, for, for lunch or whatever, and you find a little space, that's when you start catching up with the website or the Instagram or whatever, you know? I mean, as soon as you catch up in front of you, that's when you do them. Sunday, holidays, mornings, nights, whenever. I mean, sometimes at two in the morning. Yeah. You're working <laughs> there, everybody else is sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Do you lean heavily into a calendar? I found a lot of guys do. I try to. I have four calendars, big calendars in my office. I have a calendar on my phone and my um, iPad everywhere, but uh, they don't work for me. <laughs> I mean, I try to follow a calendar. I try to follow to-do lists, and it's like uh, I don't know. It never they never really work for me. You know? I can't. It's like um, I just you know, like I said, any task that comes your way when it comes to you, that's when you gotta kill it. You gotta finish it. You gotta accomplish that task. You gotta do. So, it's um, 
I mean, how do you grow a business by being flexible, by 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 making it happen, by improvising, by if you don't have this, you have that, and 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 that's how you do it, you know. <laughs> See, I've known a lot of creatives that I mean, that's. I had a good friend who uh, I haven't touched to in years, but he owns a marketing like he's in advertising. Him and a college friend of his started their own ad agency, their own marketing agency, and uh, we were down in Springfield, Missouri, in the Times, third largest city in Missouri. And like he was jumping planes and going to New York and Chicago and out to L.A. doing business with much much larger companies and stuff. But they had this arrangement because, I mean, he he was just super creative and he was so bad at uh, being organized, being organized and doing administrative and business type tasks. So she did business. He did marketing and it, it just worked for them because so many people, I, I see it all the time, right? With like Fiverr as a marketplace and all the online stuff for now, creative artists and stuff like that. Creative people, the more creative you are, it's like. It seems the harder it is to try and pin down to the mundane task of a business sometimes. Yeah, but something in my head right now. But uh, I guess it's um, a lot of times I'm learning that is I'm following my instinct a lot of times. A lot of times it's more instinct than anything else, you know. And um, I learned my lesson when I don't listen to my instincts. Uh, and something happens, you make a mistake or whatever, you just, but whenever there's, there's in business, you find decisions for everything. You got to make a decision for this and that. So what I'm learning is that as the minute somebody asks you a question about making a decision for the label, the color, the this and that, the first thought that comes to your mind, that's the answer. So, and I, you know, I'd say that to myself, whenever you got okay, are you going to do this or are you going to do that? The first gut feeling, that's the answer. And that's how I go with it, you know. <laughs> you want a better, you wanted a more concrete answer? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's, it's um, how do you do it? Well, my when we when we first kind of married, me and my wife, she used to get on my case because I was up one in the morning making music, you know. Practicing guitar for the gig or this and that, you know. Now she's like, she's just letting me do my thing, you know. She knows that, you know, if I don't express what I gotta do, if I don't do the pose or 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 if I if I, you know, I want see, I want my sauce to be at that location because the people that go there are gonna, you know, it's different for them. They're gonna see something, you know. And she just lets me do my thing. She knows that, you know. Like I always, I always tell people, you do not want a frustrated man at your house. You do not want a person, a man that's frustrated. You got to let that guy do what he does. And I'm lucky I have a wife that lets, you know, she lets me do my music. And <laughs> we, we both but, lucked out on that. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife looks at me sometimes and goes, oh, Okay. And she buys you a bunch of food too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trusting that we're going that way. Okay. I, I I know it's turning up there, and I I think I get it, but uh, I'm very blessed. It's amazing. Most people who do really well are are able to follow their passions, 
have a spouse, a partner that empowers them in that. There's, there's a grace, a comfort that is extended so that person can become who they are. My wife, when I was barely coming out with the, with the design mm-hmm. at the big, very beginning, you know, it was late at night, you know, it was almost midnight, and she was half asleep. She just wanted to go to bed, you know, and I, need, I needed to talk to, I needed to talk to somebody, you know. I needed her to listen to me. Hey, have, you have to listen to me. And she's with what he's half asleep, just list, you know, listening to me. Now, okay, they're gonna be like this, and they're gonna have that, and this and that in it. <laughs> and she's just there listening. Okay, okay, okay. Uh huh. No, 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 no. Yes, no. <laughs> and that went on for a while. And still, that uh, still happens today. It's good though. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Now, guys, we're uh, we're spending some time getting to know Ophir and seeing what makes him tick, and you know. I've talked to a lot of people on the show and I've, I've talked to millionaire entrepreneurs. I've talked to writers, to other podcasters, to counselors, to businessmen, and all of them have some things in common. But one of the things we're learning right here, in this conversation is business. What's going to be right for you to chase your dreams and follow your business guys. Isn't going to look like there, there's not a cookie cutter formula, Right. You're, you're follow your gut. I've heard that from some people. I've heard other people were like, no, you really got to, you got to weigh some options and put together some like A, B, C kind of testing on things. Uh, so I've always messed, I've always been bad at that. Seems, every, every time I follow a pattern like that, I'm always fail and it never works. Well, like for creatives, it, it tends to stifle creatives, right? It's, it's, it's a slight difference in your approach, right? The really administrative people who, that's that's the way their brain works. They need that A B C testing. They they need that, you know, weigh it. They need people weighing in and being like, oh, voting for this. Creatives are just like, this is what I do, man. Just let me do what I do. It's well, I wish sometimes I wish I was like them, you know. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh I don't know, it's 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 funny when you're it's not like, you know, people say, oh, you're creative. Oh, my God. And I go, it's not like you have a choice. You know, something is in your heart and your mind and it's killing, it's eating you. You should be doing this. You, you, you like doing that, you know. And it's like you do it because you have to do it, you know. And I guess that's, I don't know. It's, it's um, doing this sauce. It's funny because it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this sauce this logo and everybody's gonna like it you know i go and people told me oh you you got it you did it you know what i mean i'm like no 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 you don't understand i'm not doing it because i'm gonna i'm gonna become rich or it's not it's if i don't do it i'm gonna betray myself you know it's there there it i have to express this you know and you have you gotta do it if you don't do it it's gonna kill you inside forever you know so that's why i did this you know it's either that or, or or be miserable. You know, your head spins around in the same thing and the same thing and the same oh, thing. Oh no, I get it. I've I've had things hit me where, like, I, I work for the next fourteen hours solid, and Sarah's like, uh, "We're having dinner." You know, I once I I get in there, it's like, no, I have to get this out. I have to do this, or I I can't do anything else until I do. 
I, my, my OCD kicks in a little much sometimes on that. It's like, no, like hyper-focused. I, I can't do anything else until I get it out. Yeah. And I, I've learned, you know, about to-do lists and calendars and all that. You know, I have you know, laptops and apps and all this stuff you can buy, you know, Apple Pencil and everything, you know, you know I mean, everything that you can possibly use. And then when I'm finally there doing things, I just, you know, a cardboard, a paper that I find there, and then that's where I'm writing, okay, do this, you know, three things, two things that I'm doing. Call this person and do this, you know, write it and whatever and, and do it. So I don't know. It's weird. It's just sometimes technology is in the way, you know. It gets in the way, you know, at least with me. No, no, I get it entirely. Guys, we're going to roll to a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm calling on all men right now to stand up and stand against this horrific crime. It is estimated that over 300,000 children are being sex trafficked in the United States alone every single day. I want you to get on your social media. I want you to follow savinginnocence.org or fightforme.net. Both of these charities are working to end child trafficking in the United States and abroad. You can donate at www.thefallibleman.com slash shop and buy our inhuman trafficking merchandise. And all proceeds will be given indefinitely to savinginnocence.org. You can also go to www.savinginnocence.org slash donate and donate directly to Saving Innocence. Men, it is time for us to fight and stop this horrible thing known as human trafficking. All right, guys, we're back with Ophir Deary. If you had told me 15 years ago when I followed my nose into a little, what I thought was just a grocery store in the town I had just moved to, that I would build a lasting relationship with the owner of that store, I never would have known to, what to expect. I walked in. I was with my sister-in-law. I was new to town. And we were looking for good food, and we followed our nose into this little grocery store. And the food in the deli smells so good that we could pick it up from outside. Now, 15 years later, Alan is sitting, or Alan, sorry, he's like me. He's a double namer. Just like I'm David Brent. He's Alan Ophir. So Ophir is sitting across from me now in my studio and has watched as this podcast has grown from a crazy idea to what it is now, which is a, just a slightly crazier idea. But Alan is my friend, and we've been able to talk business and bounce ideas off each other. I've had the privilege of watching him grow that groceria and restaurant into even more of a restaurant. Y'all still have, honest to God, dude, you still have the best food in town 15 years later. Um, and now you have, like, I, I didn't even like hot sauce I know. until you started making hot sauce. I told people about that. You don't like hot sauce. This is the first hot sauce you like. <laughs> Dude, I, I like I pour this on everything I eat. The guys at work, everybody who knows me, my minister, he's like, I've never seen someone put so much hot sauce on food before, <laughs> but it's so good. Right? Now, we're sitting here talking about as you've grown this, because it's just, this is awesome, man, watching you grow this. People often think that they can't accomplish things. They see businessmen doing stuff, and they're like, well, that's over there. That's over there. That's over there. This is a guy who lives down the street for a while. You move now, but you just live down the street from yeah. me. You know, we can walk to my old house. Yeah. And you're successful by all means. 
You know, you may not be a multi-billionaire, but by anybody's standard, you are successful. You run two successful businesses that are growing and thriving and you take care of your family. You have a good family life. That is what most men, a lot of men, when they say they want to be successful or rich, what they're really saying is they want to be able to live their lives in a certain way. They want to be able to feel fulfilled and have healthy relationships with their families and their friends. And so by all measures of success, as far as I'm concerned, extraordinarily successful in this and continuing to grow, which is just amazing. And so many guys out there are going, I can't do this. I, I don't know that I can chase my dreams. What do you say to all those guys who are like, I, I just, I don't know that I can chase them. Well, everybody's different. You know, everybody's different. I mean, when you're saying right now that I'm successful, well, this is what I think why I'm successful, okay? Why? Because, you know, my little boy was, you know, he was about four years old. He could drive his little bicycle to the market, take me a, you know, go visit me, because it was, my market was about four blocks from my, from my house. So, you know, I could go home, see my babies, you know, my, my wife and my little babies, you know, drive four blocks, you know, and then go back to work and whatever, you know. So that's, that to me is successful, you know. If you can be with your kids and, and do what you like or, or, or whatever, you know, that to me is successful. That's what I measure success of, you know, being, and, um, is, it is, you know, not everything is money, you know. Family, you know, I mean, you know, my, my boy seeing that, that I, you know, I've, I've told my, my boy a bunch of times, you're always going to have me here and you're always going to be here and you can come here anytime and, you know, we're always going to be, you know, we'll stick together, you know. So that to me is successful, you know. But to answer your question, ooh, that it kind of depends on the person. I mean, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it, you know. You know, it's, if you don't go do that, then you just, somebody else is going to do it. The minute you think about doing something, that right there is an experiment, and that's what you got to do. And if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. You know, if you get that idea to do that product, if you get that idea to go and do that school or that career or whatever, the minute you feel it that that's what you got to do, and if you don't do it, you got to get out of the way because somebody else is going to do it. And that's what it comes down to, you know. Whoever, whoever goes for it is the one that's going to do it. So you just got to go for it. <laughs> Call me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you. In the last year, what is the most impactful thing you've bought under $100? The most impactful thing I bought under $100. Well, under $100. That's a good question. We got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> You got a dog for under hundred dollars? No, it was well. <laughs> it wasn't a hundred dollars, but uh, I can't think of anything we bought under. I bought a hundred dollars. That's impactful, you know. Everything that I've done that's impactful has been experiences or places or, or, or relationships, you know. Well, sometimes that's that's what you're buying. Yeah. Right. You buy. A, I'd say you buy a ticket to the zoo, but that's not hundred dollars. 
for a family of four, that's, that's not under a hundred dollars anymore, but you know, you buy that experience, right? I, I took, uh, my daughter to the movie theater one night, just me and her. And we, we went movie, got movie tickets and got popcorn and she got to drink real soda and some caffeine free stuff that I usually give her. And that, that experience was huge for her, for me. Right. So, you know, that's, it's under a hundred dollars. It's an experience. What I did when my daughter was um, about three, three or four, I got home one day and I told her, okay, I want you to draw this. I'm making, I'm working on this bottle on this, on this hot sauce, you know? And I told her, I need you to, she's, rich, she's also creative, so she's okay. I need you to draw, draw something for me, you know? And I was talking to her. She knew what I was doing here with my bottle, right? So, th so then she drew a little heart and we put it on the other logo, but it's somewhere here on the bottle. It's a little heart right there. And, and, and my daughter drew that. And the cool thing about it is that whenever our product is somewhere, whatever it's doing, she looks at the label and there's something in there that she drew when she was four. You know, she's 30 now. And whenever we are at a, at a hot sauce expo or we're talking to people, she always, she, when she was a little girl, she would tell people, I drew that, I drew that, you know. So that's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> so l let me ask you. With all this going on, you said your wife's very supportive and understanding. How do you, in all this, how do you keep your marriage healthy? By marrying the right person? <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> it's a cop-out answer, but it's a good start. But uh, I always say, you know, we always, you know, for example, we, we always go... We take a we we t spend time together as far as okay, you know. Actually, okay, I remember. She's gotta do something for her, you know. I bought her. She bought us little succulent plants, you know. She bought so many of them with the light and the table and everything. And that's her time that she's doing her plants and fixing her little plants. And that's time. It's time for her, you know. There's gotta be stuff that she can do just for her that it doesn't involve me or the business. You know, like I said, you don't want a frustrated partner at home. You, know, you got to let that person do what they do, what they like to do, you know. And then that way they can be happy and then they can happy, be happy with you. But, um, you know, my personality and her personality, we just, we click together. You know, she's, she's more mellow, more shy, and I'm more outgoing and social, you know. So I guess we're opposites and we kind of, we mix good, you know. But... You know, we go out to hiking or stuff together. You know, just talk. We go talk. You know, we don't have to spend money. We just we just go places and 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 hang out. You know, and yeah, and of course, let her do her stuff that she likes, and she lets me do my music or my whatever I want to do. She just lets me do. You know, if I need to buy this speaker because I want to sound like whoever, you know, she lets me buy it. You know, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. How likely are you to be in trouble with her when she hears this podcast? She's going to probably laugh. One to ten. In trouble? She, she, I never get in trouble. <laughs> I hear guys say that, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. With it. I never get in trouble, man. I just, hey, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> I, I never know, right? Sarah, yeah. Sarah is, uh, I, I can honestly say, like, I've never been kicked out of my bed. You know, I, I hear it's like, 
oh, I'm in the doghouse. I'm sleeping on the couch. I've never been kicked out of bed. I've never slept on the couch because my wife was mad at me or something like that. My wife can't go to sleep if I'm not there. So, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I hear other guys talking about. It. I was like, oh, I'm in the doghouse. So now, I, now I got to ask questions like that. Like, I don't get it personally because my wife is amazing and puts up with me. I don't know why, but she does. But you know, other guys are like, oh yeah, I'm sleeping on the couch. I screwed up. What'd you do? Oh, I forgot her birthday or hey, you're stupid. <laughs> Facebook reminds you. Yeah. Your calendar <laughs> reminds you. You got no excuse to miss it now. But I I just I never know. So I I was uh teasing one of my other guests. I was like, How much in trouble are you gonna be in for that comment? He's like, maybe a little bit. I'll take her out to dinner, it'll be cool. You know, he told some embarrassing story. So as a busy father, you know, you've involved your, you told the story about your daughter drawing the heart on this bottle, which is very cool that she got to add to that. It's something that is now being distributed widely and uh, that she can always, that's something she'll always be able to hold on to. Yeah. I was part of that. That's very cool. Yeah, it is. Um, How do you make sure you stay present and involved with your kids while you're doing all this? Right. Cause that's, that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest things I hear from men struggle with juggling it all. And I've talked to several guys who was like, well, the secret is you don't, you, you, you're all in whenever you're doing whatever you're doing present in the most moment, but everybody has a slightly different way of how they nurture that. Well, it's, I try to get them involved with whatever jobs I can get them for this, with the hustles, you know, I gotta, I try to get them involved as much as I can. And, you know, can't always do that, you know. Doesn't work all the time. Just talking, you know. I, I get my daughter and I go, hey, you know, you have a father, and I'm always gonna be here, and you're always gonna be able to talk to me, or whatever it is you need to talk to me about, you know. And that's one of the things, you know. You just gotta be have an open mind, you know. You know, she's 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 my daughter. She's a human, you know. Humans have sexuality, you know what I mean. But what you call it, um, you know, I tell her, you know, whatever it is you need to talk to me about, I'm always gonna be here, so you can talk to me. You know, there is nothing you need to hide from me. You know, you all can always talk to me. You know, so this gotta be. I just try. I try to have that time where even my boy, you know, hey, get over here. Let's get over here. Let's talk. Okay, you're mad at me. You know, but you don't understand right now. But when you get a little older, you gotta know what 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 it is I'm I'm doing here. You know, but you gotta you gotta understand you you have a dad, and I'm here for you. You know what I mean? So, and that's you know, as long as God wants that, that's never gonna change. You know, so I mean, I guess you just gotta be be that person that's gonna that's there. You know. Hey, you can you can call me if I'm at work. You can call me. You can talk to me. You you gotta be that guy, you know that you can talk to me. You know, uh, for the persons that talk to me, you're the most important person that can come over and say what it is you need to tell me. You know, it's a jungle. <laughs> you, you mentioned sexuality. She's 13, huh? She's starting to like boys. Uh, I haven't heard nothing about liking boys. <laughs> I haven't heard. I heard her friends are liking boys, but you know my my. My brothers, yeah, she's gonna have a boyfriend, and I go, well, having a daughter, you know, is being a human being and 
Sexuality is part of being a human being. Get over it. You know? What's wrong with sexuality? You know, it's, it's part of being a human being. You got to accept it, you know? It's, you know? You, you got your friend, your brothers lined up in case you got to bury bodies. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> my just, boy, just kidding. My boy's, algorithm. My boy, my boy's doing jujitsu. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's right. You train the little one to just handle that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us the story of hot sauce, right? Where is Guillermo y Maria? Guero y Maria. Well, it's funny because uh, it started as uh, I had a relative from Mexico come over to the to the store, and uh, we have we had habanero peppers from from Quincy, and we had those little bags that were frozen over there, you know. And he goes, "How come you're not using those peppers? Were they too hot? Nobody likes them." I, he goes, "No, you're not being smart." So he got me kind of mad. What do you mean I'm not smart? You know what the hell are you talking about? And then a couple of weeks passed by, and I went, "You know, he's probably right. I should." I should use them for something, you know. It's just sitting there, you know. Nobody's buying them, and I'm, you know, I got it in there from Quincy. So then I grabbed those peppers, and I put some peppers to the side, you know. And I forgot about them. Some time passed by, and I went, oh, my God, I forgot about the peppers, you know. So I go over to the peppers. Uh, I, I probably need to throw those away. So I go, and what happened, they got fermented. Smell was incredible. They were delicious. They had a really sweet smell. It was just they smelled delicious, and that's how the sauce, the hot sauce, started by an accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, I don't know when this happened exactly, but I guess they came in a dream or in my imagination. I don't know when it actually that happened, but uh, I had like a little vision, you know, the little the two dolls, you know. I guess, you know, when you're a, a, when you have a daughter, you go to the store, you go buy her something, and everything is for boys, you know? And everything's, you know, either kind of sexualized or, or pink or whatever, you know? And everything's for boys, you know? Nothing's for girls. And I go, that sucks, you know? How come? Everything here is for boys, you know? I used to be a macho, you know? But now that I have a daughter, it's like, screw that, you know? Now I want stuff for her, too, you know? So then I go... It's kind of like the yin and the yang, the male and the female, the black and the white. You know, you need you need you, you need balance. When you everything's just for males or everything's just for females, it's not balanced. You need something for both. And and also, us Mexicans, our culture, we kind of don't like other cultures enjoying our culture. Oh, that's not that's not what you eat, Dad. That's not you do it, you know. And I don't like that, you know, because I have friends from other races that. I want them to experience what I experienced in my culture, you know? So then I said, no, I don't want people to look at this brand and say, it's for Mexicans only, or only for this type of people. No, no I want this to be for all races so they can enjoy what we have in our, in our culture, you know? That was really important, you know? I wanted to mix it up, you know? And... Uh, also, I grew up in the 80s, 90s with metal, heavy metal, you know. And I, had, I always wear Metallica shirts and Iron Maiden and Slayer and all this, you know. So, I, it, this has a, my, Guero Maria has a lot of influence from punk, punk and metal bands, you know. If you can, I don't know if you can see it, but it has influence, you know. You know how you wear a shirt, metal shirt, 
and it's intimate. You went to the show, you you are part of it, you know. Well, when you were when that I kind of I kind of it, it has that influence in this, which I think uh, for being a Mexican product or Mexican influence, I never seen that before, you know. I don't know if I'm explaining myself well, but but it has that influence, you know. You bring it, you brought a piece of all of your culture. Exactly, to exactly. That's it. I brought pieces of different cultures and subcultures into this. And 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 the reaction is actually what exactly what I wanted, you know. I wanted to be to be seen by other cultures and I wanted those other cultures to embrace it as their own, you know. And that's been, it's been happening. I don't know how or why, but it actually happened. <laughs> yeah. And and the inspiration. Well So your mom, dad? No, it's no? it's actually they asked me if it's me, if it's my parents, it's 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 Guero and Maria, it's them. They're they're who are they? I'm not sure, you know, they're they came to me and they're there. A representation. Yes. Now guys, you've heard me rave about this hot sauce before on the podcast. I'm gonna stop touching my desk because I keep moving my camera. My wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> you guys have heard me rave about this hot sauce. This is incredible. And let me tell you why this one is distinctive. You never lose the flavor in the heat. One of the things I learned early on, uh, I was where I went to junior high, white was the minority, it was a majority Hispanic in my school. Yeah, California? And, no, I was in northern Washington, actually. Oh, I see. Up in Skagit Valley area. Okay. And so I had a lot of friends who were Hispanic. And so I also like got into some of the Hispanic candies, like some of the stuff you carry in the store. Yeah. Uh, like the Mazapan, the mango. There's a gel that's got chili powder in it. You got to squeeze through the I thing. I sell it every day. I can't remember the name. Oh my goodness. I, I love that stuff. Like I, I also there and just eat that, right? But I also got to experience a lot of really good homemade Mexican food there. Yeah. And one of the things I found is I love certain flavors. Like I love the flavor of habanero. You just lose so much of it in the heat sometimes. And your hot sauce is like very hot when it needs to be, but even with the ghost pepper. Yeah. Super hot, right? Everybody's afraid of ghost pepper. I think Carolina Reaper is the only thing people are more scared of. And, but the flavor of a ghost pepper is so good. That was actually my wife. That was actually my wife. The ghost peppers? Well, not the ghost pepper, the flavor. Because when we moved over here to the Quincy, I was in the kitchen. I was, before moving over here, I was working at a dental clinic, you know? And, you know, in a dental clinic, I was a dental assistant. You, you got to mix this and that and measurements and whatever, right? So then when I moved over here, you know, we started the market and it was kind of slow at the beginning, you know, it was kind of hard. To, so I went to the library, got cooking books, and I started cooking and then made food for my parents, you know, breakfast and lunch and whatever. And then it started tasting really good, you know? And I, and I told my dad, how come it tastes so good? Like, I don't know why it's tasting good, you know? And he goes, I don't know why either, you know? I don't know. Well, and I was before that I was a musician, you know. I was, I was never a, a cook, you know. And I didn't. I, I'm not a chef. I I didn't go to cooking school, you know. So when I cook, it kind of comes. It comes out good, you know. I don't know why. It just happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, hasas, when it comes to hasas, there's, you know, people are mixing a bunch of crazy stuff right now. They're mixing even cheese. I was looking at hasas yesterday. Cheese with, I don't know what, you know, these crazy mixtures, you know. Yeah, it was crazy cheese, you know, and then they put these crazy names on them, you know. It's always something to do with butt or, you know, explosion or always some crazy. And it's like, I tell people, it's like you're playing with your food, you know. Why you want to play with your food? You want to have, if, when it comes, when you sit down to eat, you don't, you're not playing games. You're, you're, it's, it's an intimate moment, you know. You, don't want, you want something wholesome, you know, something beautiful in front of you. You don't want this crap, you know. You don't want those. You're not looking at, you know what I mean? So, I guess that has to do a lot with the Mexican influence. Being Mexican, you know, coming from a country that has a lot of flavors and and and, and people just, you know, when the food is bad at a Mexican household, oh, my God, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, oh, if you go to a restaurant and the food is bad, being Mexican, oh, my. It's a sin, you know. Oh, trust me. If this sauce was bad, it had if it had a bad, you know, if it wasn't good, uh-huh. oh my god, I will, I will be killed by the Mexican culture, you know. <laughs> I, I believe it, man. Yeah, but I what I did actually is funny because uh, I talked to hot sauce makers, you know, and they make a recipe and they show it to the mom or their brother and their friends, you know. <clears throat> what at the max ten people, if you're lucky, ten, you know. Uh, 20 me i'm the, i'm at the i'm at my own market supermarket that we own you know so if i'm in the kitchen cooking something and this lady from oaxaca comes in or this person from seattle a, t- a rich tourist or canadian or whatever i go hey try this and uh you know you do that every day for a month you know you get 300 people so then so then uh, that's an advantage you know you you and I'm I, I talk to almost everybody, you know. So then like I said, I get people from all places of Mexico, even Central America, El Salvador or whatever, you know. And I tell them, hey, try this. Even the dishwasher, you're hey, come over here, try this. It's a spicy, yeah, it's spicy. You like the flavor? Yeah, okay. Now this, you know, I when I when I make something and I tell you it's good, that means five hundred people to I tested it out, you know what I mean? So then you know, the like, solid, the solid, you yeah. know, and that, and this, it's like, uh, you know, what makes me, um, I don't know how to say this. What makes me great is that I know my weaknesses. You know, I have a lot of weaknesses, but I accept them. So then, Hey, come and help me. Hey, I know who to ask for help. You know, I always ask for help. Hey, come try this. You like it? You like it? You like it? And if I get two or three answers, okay, why, why did that happen? And I go back to the drawing board and back to the drawing board until it's perfect. So then when I go to the store, you know, I go to the big market in Seattle, Spokane, or Portland, you know, and they're looking at me, this is your product? Yes. We're going to test. We're going to try it. I'm like, ooh. Okay. (laughs) Whoa, I'm shaking, you know. You know, I had five ladies from Oaxaca, another two ladies, a guy from Michoacan, and Guys, people from Montana and Idaho, you know, times 600, trying it, and I got a bunch of feedback, you know, and I went back to the kitchen a million times, you know, so uh, I know you're going to like it, you know, 
And it's not confidence, it's not arrogance, it's just that I did my homework. You just gotta do that homework. You gotta spend, you just you gotta throw those hours in there, you know, until it is the way that you want it, you know. And that's what this is, you know. I think there's a lot of heart in most of what you're doing, man. Yeah. So I know you it it really impacts you. You listen to your customers at the store. Yeah. Uh you know, you, you take it to heart when people come in and buy stuff and talk to you. I, I've never seen a business out owner out glad handing his customers as much as like every time I walk into the store in your store, man, you're 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 talking to everybody. You're you're greeting everybody. If you know them by name, you're greeting them by name. Oh yeah. If they're regulars, you're talking to them. You're getting invited to their parties. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're out there like interfacing constantly yeah. with all of your customers. That and, and that that goes a long way. People, it goes people a long see way. that. They yeah. Care. Yeah. 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 And and um, a lot of times, you know, you you're in a bad mood or you're feeling down or whatever, and then you start speaking to people, your customers and stuff, and then you that remind you what you know the. Like that, you get in a good mood. This happened. Um, I have an example. I was this little girl came into the store with a lady, and the little girl was crying. And I go, "What's the matter?" And so I went over. Hey, can I give her candy? Yeah, give her candy. So, give the little girl candy. And her dog passed, died, or something. You know. And I, okay, whatever. Give her candy. She got happy. So then, a bunch of years passed by, and then my grandma passed away. So I was really I was feeling terrible, you know, my grandma passed away. We were close. And uh I was there, I was working, but I was I was I was feeling bad, you know, I was, you know. So the lady that came to the store and she goes, You're the you're the my daughter, she doesn't want to come out of the car, but she's like 20 something or 19. And she goes, We drove through through your store a bunch of times. And she always mentioned that's what the nice guy said, you know. And she goes, You made her day back. 10, 15 years ago. And she told me that story when, when I needed it the most, you know. And, and I go, that's funny because my grandma just passed away. And now what I take back then, now I'm getting it back, you know. <laughs> so it made me feel good, you know. Yeah, it was. That, that's got to that's gotta be amazing to have that kind of rapport, right? Those, those, are, those aren't just customers. Those are clients. Those are you know, regulars. Those are people who go, hey, that store means something. Exactly, yeah. And uh, it's hard. Nowadays, you don't see that anymore, you know? No. no there's you go to any stores and... Dude, everybody in my family is eating at your store at this point. Like, <laughs> my sister got bent because she came to visit, uh, but it was before my mom moved in with us. And so they were, were up at my brother's house in Wilbur. So, you know, it's an hour and a half, hour and 40-minute drive. And she was bent because she came up and spent Christmas and I didn't bring her. Central Market, and I talk about it all the time. And so, like the last time she came up, it was uh, she was here for my dad's funeral. One of the things, like we we catered our entire family meal out of your place for my dad's memorial service. Oh, really? Yeah, like I had twenty five people in this house, man. Man, we catered the entire. That was one of the meals that us and my mom wanted to share with our family because we're a very Southern family. Hospitality is in the kitchen anyway. Yeah. And it's like, you know, good food. So like we had extended family. We had 25 people in this house. Trays. I stopped by. I, I placed an order earlier in the weekend. So you guys knew it was coming. And 
stopped by and picked up the food. Man, just ate for like two days. People just and and and, and, and it was amazing. And I talked to you all the time, and I never heard about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I makes it feel cool. You know that? Oh, you know what I mean? That's that's like a little story you can tell your other customers. You know? But see, for example, um, you know that uh, we make a burrito. You know, I used to joke around with my uncle. Make, hey, can you make me a burrito? We're at the at the deli. Hey, make me a burrito. What do you want? Steak and lobster. All right. And then that turned into a steak, a steak and shrimp burrito. So then that's a really, amazing. it's an amazing burrito. And I was making that burrito only for my friends, you know, because it kind of took longer to make it. And yeah. I go, if you want that burrito, dude, just send me a text or, or call me. I'll make it for you. But only for my friends, because it's got to be made that way, you know. It's got to be made specially, right? So then what happened is that it, it, it kicked off. You know, the friends started telling other friends, and then everybody <laughs> told everybody else. And then I was like, I don't want to put it in the menu. I don't want, I do not want to put that on the menu because they're going to mess it up. You know, the other works are going to mess it up. I want to do it the way. So then going back to how do you get something going? Well, if you make something that you like, that you want to have at your house that, okay, I want this, whatever, whatever it is, but you want it because you need that something or, you know what I mean? Make that and then it's going to work. Why? Because if it's true to you, you know, if you make it, whatever it is you're making, but if you make it for you and then it's going to work, you know? And that's that's what happened with, with that example, you know? Like this house house, if I don't make it, uh, it's like, what do I use when I when I eat at home? You know what I mean? Like seriously. And there's another house that I make that I haven't made lately that I gotta make as a one at a home. Chipotle. Oh yeah, yeah. But good. this is a really Oaxaca recipe. This is a really down south recipe. You know? is, that, is that the one you had in the, the yeah that before? one that one yes yeah yeah it's got a nice smoky flavor. Oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah yeah. But see but see I need it at home. It's not like I want to sell it. I need it at home. Can you believe that? Uh-huh. I'm not doing a commercial. I'm not trying to sell anything. I need that sauce at home for my breakfast. You know what I mean? So then, so then when I go to a market to sell it, like, oh, you don't like it? Get out of here. You don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is what I eat. So I know you like it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a bunch of, there's people that come from, I don't know, Yakima or I don't know where they come from to buy that sauce, you know? And they come, you don't, you haven't made it. What's going on? Dude, you start making the Sierra Fuego. Cien Fuegos? That was so good. I know. That, that, that was that was like the perfect level of hot, but not too hot, with all kinds of flavor. Like you could put that on everything. Hot sauce makers, you are making seven hot sauces, or ten or twenty different flavors, and there you can't get make one good one. You know, I make three house three sauces: red, green, and orange. But they're all good. You know, they're all good. Instead of and that's what I see with people that are making. This flavor with that flavor and that one. They make so many, you know, that the customer doesn't know what to buy. You know, it's like when you go to the, uh, uh, you go to a restaurant and you see the menu. It's a huge menu in Spanish. What do you what do you say? Well, something's good in there. I don't know what, but something is good, you know. Why don't you just put the stuff that's good in there, you know. If it's three items, put three items. But they're all good, you know. You got to be bold. You got to have some, you know, valor. Hey. We make this one, which is really good. We make that one, which is really good. And the other one, which is really good. What else you want? <laughs>
<laughs> you know? Well, I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I, I, I got I got in on the steak and shrimp burritos when you were still doing those customs. So. Trust me, they get ordered in this house a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we eat those a lot. Cilantro. Oh my God, yeah. So, Afir, where where do people find you? Where Where's the best place for people to find you? On my Instagram for Guero y Maria. That's the best place, Instagram. If you don't live in the lovely north-central Washington region and your store doesn't carry it, they can go to his website and say, hey, we need this. Or you can cut out the middleman and go to his website and say, hey, I heard about this. I need this. The, my, my phone number is on the bottom. And on the website, you can text me. You can call me. That's a lot of faith in your product, right? There, man. Well, no, it's like, it's like uh, if that's a, you don't have to text me for house house. You can text me for help with this and that, you know. It's uh, my phone number is on the bottom. That. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of faith in your product right there. When you can stand behind it that comfortably and be like, yeah, my number's right there. Yeah. You, you got an opinion on it? Let me know. Yeah, yeah. If, especially if it's bad. If it's bad, please let me know. That's what I want to hear. I don't, like you come, oh, your food is incredible. I go, nah, I don't want to hear that. I, I did I did <laughs> actually get you to dump like an entire batch. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, but if, see, I when people come over and tell me, hey, this come out bad or that's bad, and then wait a minute. That's what I want to hear. It takes somebody to really care to tell you that, you know. If you're doing something, you know what? You're doing what are, you're doing this or you're selling that, and there's something I don't like because, you know, if somebody is telling you that, you should listen. You know, you should. That's what I'm looking for. I want my friends to tell me or people to tell me, hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I go, I want to, you know, that's, I want to know why. I, I kid you not, guys. He, he called, me, called me up one day, said, hey, I got a new batch. Come try it out. And I came over and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not good, man. Yeah, it's not as good. It's, yeah, yeah, it was a you terrible. Lose all the flavor and the heat just I messed that up. Quick. The, I messed up on the batch. And so he had me. I took a part of it to my workplace, my nine to five job. Like I had everybody at my job with no label, it, with no with label, label <laughs> and give their opinion on it. And he listened to all of it and looked at all of it and tried it again with new eyes and went, "You're you're right. I'm not happy with this." That, that's not a small cost to dump an entire batch. Man. Yeah, man. Oof. But he cares that y'all like it, that it's good. But that's how good businessmen work, right? If you can stand behind your product, if you believe in it, other people will believe in it too. You got to lose that. You got to put your pride to the side, you know? I do. Afira, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. Thank you for inviting What's me. What's next for you? You're talking about tomorrow? Uh, in general. I got, I got to call all these markets tomorrow. <laughs> Are we going to keep growing and expanding? Uh, coast to coast. Coast to coast? Coast to coast. I'm serious. Not yeah. just in the United States, all the way to, all the way, coast to coast, you know? It's like, um, I'm sure we can make friends on that side of the, the other side of the, you know, the river, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know? Hey, if you're looking for good hot sauce, guys, check it out. Try it. And then you can like tell your local stores, hey, y'all need to get this.
right? He's, he's bumping up his production. So, Ophir, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing. Men, there is so much that you're capable of. And it doesn't matter where you start. doesn't matter what your current situation is. You have the power to take control of your life and become what you want to be. Be the best version of yourself. Chase your dreams. Ophir is living proof. You can be anything you want to be. He's not a cook, but he runs an incredible business that serves amazing food and makes artisan hot sauce. It's incredible, guys. You can do it too. As always, be better tomorrow because what you do today. We'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.